0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Very excited to be here. And I have David. And I, David, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Is it just the way it looks?
1: Yeah, yeah David Jennings.
0: <laughs> Jennings. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Very good to have you. And I, I always ask our guests a first question, which is tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, so I've been business owner, entrepreneur, since sort of day dot. As soon as I left school, I was trying different things. I've owned a rock and roll clothing music store, imported products overseas, done uh, direct mail businesses. Probably the one that I'm most well known for is at a digital agency, which I ran for 13 years called Melbourne SEO Services. And then uh, most recently, as I kind of started to remove myself from that business, I really fell in love with systems, uh, systemizing business, removing the business owner. And um, that's kind of led me to um, two businesses that are running at the moment. One is a SaaS business, which helps businesses store their systems in the cloud. And then another one, which is um, the consulting arm, which effectively helps the businesses and the business owners uh, remove themselves. So that's kind of, yeah, many different uh, areas and you kind of uh, draw on all of those and roll them into your next business.
0: Right. I, so a lot to unpack there, I have to say. So definitely sounds like a, an entrepreneur, done a lot of different things. Tell us about the agency. So it sounds like you've done SEO yeah. by the name of it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. And it started off with SEO. And then over time, uh, we brought in other services like content. We we're also doing some paid traffic as well. And um, we were working with small and medium sized businesses, oftentimes, you know, service-based in a uh, particular location. So we'd um, oftentimes target phrases around that. And then um, off the back of that, we kind of developed a strategy. That was actually the first book that I wrote, this one here called uh, Authority Content. And that was a method for running an event, chopping it up into little pieces, and then syndicating it. And I wrote that, oh, must be a good number of years ago now. Uh, But now that whole strategy has become really well known as people kind of repurpose content. It's that idea of taking one piece of content, and then chopping it into many bits. So I wrote that back in 2016. And then, you know, syndicating the the content across different platforms. And that was a big cornerstone of the service that we had. And Um, A sister company was born out of that as well. We had a video production business. So that way we could work with clients, record the content, take it, chop it up, SEO it, and then syndicate it across different platforms.
0: Right. And then what happened to the agency?
1: So I found out we, we were pregnant with my first son. And I had that moment where I was like, oh, I don't want to be that dad who's too busy you know never has any time for the kids because I was working 70-hour work weeks at that point in time with my new wife and she already was thinking hey this is a little bit um uh, probably too much and uh that turning point when we found out we were pregnant I thought hey I really do need to systemize this business remove myself from the operations because I'd built it up being the guy. Like I knew how to do the SEO. I knew how to talk to the clients and sell the clients. And when we had a small team and whenever there was an issue, the team would be coming to me. So I was stretched really, really thinly. And I intuitively knew systems and processes were the way because the rock and roll clothing music store that we had earlier, we actually franchised that business. We modeled it off. You'll know it because it's based in the States. We modeled it off Hot Topic and we brought it to here in Australia And um, we'd systemize that heavily. But for some reason, when I got into the digital agency, I thought that business was different and I couldn't systemize it because Google was always updating its algorithm. Things were changing and we were a creative digital agency. And I was worried that that would remove a lot of the creativity. And I had all of this baggage that I kind of started to retest some of those assumptions when I found out we were pregnant because I thought, oh, I need to get someone in here to start managing it so I could step back a bit. And I went through that process and systemized the business and had Melissa run the business for about three years. And I I never actually planned to sell that business because she was running it uh, quite well. I'd usually chat with her about once a month and help her look over the numbers and set the strategy for the business. And it was, it was really great. But then um, towards the end of that, she... Um, she's actually from the States, but she was living in Australia and she had to fly back home. And when she came back, there's some family things uh, going on and she had to resign. And then I was in that kind of decision point, do I go back into the agency myself? I kind of at that point fell a little bit out of love with agency work. Like it's it's a tough get gig um, doing great work uh, for, for clients and it's it's really a demanding space and you constantly have to be learning And I thought, oh, maybe I'm done here. And fortunately, we'd we'd systemized the business to a point where it could be sold. So then uh, I'd sold that business, exited, and that was kind of that transition when I've gone, doubled down into the system space, which is my passion at the moment.
0: Right. So before we get into the systems space and the systems business, what are some of the things that you systemized and were able to take yourself? I I love to hear kind of the example, right? This was the first Mm -hmm. big examples that you created for yourself that then created the systems business. So what are some of the things that you systematized or how did Melissa help you basically take a step back?
1: So we started off with thinking about how could we deliver our core products without me? So, uh, and what we did is we mapped the linear journey that the prospect and client would go through to deliver that product. So, let's say it was video production, let's say. And um, we identified, well, what are the two or three ways that we get traffic? And we systemized those. Then we thought, when a lead comes into the business, what happens? How do we handle that incoming inquiry? And we systemized that the way that we qualified them. And then Um, Then we said, well, next step, we'd get them onto a phone call and we'd find out more about them and do our presentation and pitch and we systemize that chunk. And then we kind of went down again and we thought after the call, then what happened? Well, we would put together a proposal and we'd send that over and we'd have a follow up process. So we systemized the creation of that proposal. And then if the client was ready to go ahead, they would pay us. So how would we systemize the invoicing and, you know, get it documented to a point where it wasn't dependent on me. And then we thought once they pay, what happens next? Well, they need to be onboarded. So we systemized checklists and what we needed to collect from the client and, um, you know, whether, you know, get the the design or the brief for the video production for them. And um, then we, uh, move down into the production itself. Like what systems do we need in place before we went on a shoot? How do we pack the the all the equipment to make sure that we had everything when we were on set? And we then systemized, well, when you get back and you need to ingest all of the footage, how do you get it off all of the cameras and get it in and what folders do you save it in and what naming convention do you use? And then the bit that we didn't systemize, like in that example, um there's certain parts of the creative aspect that we couldn't. It was almost like we systemized everything around the creative aspect. And then we let the gave enough space for the editor to then do their magic. And then, you know, systemizing the handover back to the client. So it was really about identifying what are our core products, what does that journey look like? And then making sure that we we documented and recorded videos around each of those different steps.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and then so you uh, had that business, you decided to sell it, and then I guess the catalyst for the current business was was that right creating that process mm-hmm. in the digital agency and it what is the main thing that the systems company is looking to solve? Is it just like trying to get the founder or the principal kind of out from the middle of the of the business?
1: yeah, so um. Most business owners tend to be the bottleneck in their business, in their business, uh, especially if you're kind of anywhere between about five and 40 staff. That's typically where we work best. Um, and what we do is we help businesses document their core processes and cultivate a systems-driven culture uh, to make their business more repeatable. So not dependent on a particular person. And then that really helps to free up the business owner and then allows them to scale. So we kind of have some different Um, things that we've developed to help with that. You know, we've obviously got a process for how that's done. We've got some training and templates and we've got some software. And it's almost like this ecosystem uh, that we help to identify a systems champion and train them up and have them support the business owner through the process.
0: Right. And I've been in the business world for quite some time and have dealt with a lot of entrepreneurs. Why do you think that, the founder or this principal person is the bottleneck of the business, and why do they not want to get out of their own way? What, what, having worked with probably a lot of okay. businesses that help them system, you know, create systems in their business. What, what, what do you think is the reason behind all of that?
1: Um, there's a few things. Oftentimes, the business owner starts the business from scratch. They have an idea. They start solving the problem for their target audience, and they to get the business off the ground. They are the business, and they they just get used to and have these habits of them solving all of the problems and them over delivering for clients and micromanaging every aspect to make sure that there's a great result for the client. That then gets reinforced because the business does well because of that and they win repeat work and clients like them because, they're able to get such a great result. And and it works up until a point. There's a point you have to do that to get off the ground, to find your method, to get clear on the target audience, your products and services. But then the business owner builds up the habit. And that's all they know. Oftentimes, they know themselves as... The person who solves the problem—they're the knight in shining armor. Whenever there's a problem that a staff member has or a client has, oh, we just go to Jenny and she can solve the problem because you know she she knows every aspect of the business. Um, and it's it's that change and transition and breaking of old habits where business owners get stuck, and many of them don't know how to do that because those bad habits, although they're not bad habits, they were habits that you needed it. Up to one point, but then they end up being the habits that stop you from growing through to the next level. But they've been reinforced, so you think you need them and they got you to where you are, but they're actually what ends up holding you back. So that's part of the reason how they become a bottleneck, and uh. You know, it's that classic case of you can't see the forest for the trees. They're stuck right in the thick of it. So oftentimes they don't know how to solve their own problem. They can't get enough visibility on what's going on and they haven't necessarily got the path out of it. And that's that's really the bit we help to solve.
0: Right. And so you primarily work with, sounds like you said, businesses, five to 50 employees or something, yeah. something along those lines.
1: Around that is the the sweet spot. Um, Generally, it's where the business owner is still heavily involved in many aspects of the business, and there's a level of key person dependency. Um, It might not be just the business owner, but maybe they have, you know, Joe in accounts, and he issues out the invoices. And if Joe is sick next week, all of the invoices queue up until Joe comes back the week after. Um, that key person dependency um, really inhibits scaling. So it's a big part of identifying where those are and then starting to reduce those.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so are you then using a lot of your marketing strategies for your current business since you are a marketing expert?
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, I feel that's definitely uh, one of my superpowers is the the marketing side of things. So. Right. Um, A lot of the strategies, like I employ um, the authority content strategy where I'll be recording content from webinars or live events or speaking engagements. And we take that content and we repurpose it, post it on YouTube across the social channels. We obviously SEO it and pick keywords. That's a big part of it. Book marketing as well is is a big part of what we do. I, I, the last business, Authority Content, was a great way to build up Melbourne SEO. Um, I find, you know, and I did the same with this business. I wrote a book called Systemology. And I feel that's oftentimes the way that I'll launch a business. I'll write a book. I'll share some of the ideas, which outlines the strategy. We then promote the heck out of that through Amazon ads and, just through getting the book into people's hands and then inevitably people, there are going to be some that want more help. Some people can do it themselves and then others just say, Hey, I just want your help doing it. Um, so that's a big part of, uh, what we do. I mean, there's there's plenty of other strategies that we can head down kind of depends on yeah, what, what you think might be most helpful to the listeners.
0: Oh, um, I mean, it's just interesting to hear. Cause I, I also have, it's, I'm, Digital marketing background, but then I also have another business where I've used the digital marketing to market that that second business, and so it's just interesting to kind of hear about um, how you know how your expertise in one point drives the you know the other business. Um, are you are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? Yes, Gary, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so I met Gary, I don't know, about three years ago. And, I, and at that time, I just had my digital marketing agency and that was the only business I had. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, you should take your marketing agency and use those strategies towards like a business. And I was like, at that time, I was like, I don't know, like I don't have any other business to, like I, I like at that point to me, that was like unfathomable <laughs> because I was like- I don't know anything. I don't know how to run like any other business or how to create products or how to, you know, and then, and then, you know, it kind of all snowballed after that where I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. I see what he was saying at that point. So um, it was just uh, interesting to hear that.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Cause it's like when you're in the digital agency space and you're applying all of these skills in, you know, to market your digital agency you're going up against other digital agencies who are also great at what they're doing. So it's a highly competitive marketplace. Sometimes taking those strategies and then moving it into another space where maybe you're not going head to head with someone else with with that level of um, skill then gives you a competitive advantage. And I, I feel like that has been, like we've been able to, Bring you know some of the strategies I mentioned. Um, you know we do uh, podcast uh, outreach. Um, I mean that, that's how we landed that's on this. That's how we I, 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 it, Yeah. <laughs> like it's a great strategy to find other uh, people in the industry and connect with them and um, be be guesting. So that's that's definitely a strategy. We do um, some LinkedIn stuff as well. That's another strategy for um, uh, like part of our business. We actually uh, license out. Uh, my methodology, systemology to coaches and consultants. So um, I use LinkedIn as a way to find those people and connect with them and send them a free copy of the book and start to build a relationship that way. So most definitely the marketing strategies that I've got, we've kind of systemize them, bottle them um, so that I can have other team members execute on them. And then we've brought those into this business. And I I think that's been a huge um, part of our growth.
0: But the big question is, have you systemized your current systems business and gotten yourself out of the middle of it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um, (laughs) it probably took me a good three years. Like it takes time. Like at the start, all businesses, you know, I was the business owner that was the bottleneck in the systems business. Um, And you go through that almost like a rite of passage. You then learn a lot. Who's your target audience? What are you selling them? What are those core products? Once you've got that down and you've sold to a few clients and you're getting good feedback, then you look to capture what you're doing. And that becomes version one of the systems. And um, about 12 months ago, I hired the CEO for this business now. And that kind of steps me out a little bit. And now we're in the process of trying to find strong department heads. Like at the moment, the CEO's strong, and um, but I'm kind of stepping into like the um, CMO role at the moment slash founder role, but I'm kind of in that space. But the next step really is to have strong department heads for each and then team members underneath them that can help execute on their strategy. So it's, it's just a process. And uh, I find once you learn the process and you go through it from starting a business to systemizing it, scaling, and then exiting, you learn that process, you can then actually apply that to every new business you go through and you get quicker and better at it. So I've, I've started, systemized and sold three companies now and uh, systemology without a doubt is the fastest growing business I've had now, but it comes from all of that previous stuff right. that I've learned in those businesses. And now I know the stages.
0: So what are you doing with all this free time now since you've systematized, systemized <laughs> <Yeah>. everything?
1: <laughs> uh, look, the time uh, in business, I kind of almost feel like um, you just tip it back into solving higher value problems. So there's always going to be problems in business. They're never ending. Um, and what you want to stop doing, though, is solving the same repetitive tasks or problems again and again. Sometimes, you know, in the agency land, I felt like I was saying the same thing 20 different times to 20 different clients. Uh, and what you want to do is think about systemizing. So then you start leveling up the work that you're doing. And it's it's a little bit of that ladder. And and I think when you reach a certain point, it's kind of like a tipping point with systemization where you get a little bit more flexibility around how and when you direct your time as in, you know, if I need to take time out, you know, if we're going to the wedding away <laughs> for a couple of days for my cousin's wedding, I mentioned that at the start, like right. the, the business doesn't grind to a halt, like the team continue to function and I can take some time out. So you, as the business owner at that level, you get to get the flexibility, but I still work incredibly hard and I, I do a lot of things when I'm here and I'm on, but that's also because I've got a vision for growing it
0: right? So you're kind of like taking the problems and then outsourcing them to your team in a way. I know I've had to do the same yeah, thing as that's... I had to scale the company, the, the agency. It's like, I solved those problems before. I know how to solve them. I'm going to explain to you how to solve them. And then you can then start solving them for the clients directly without me getting involved.
1: Yes. So. Yeah. It's kind of, cause that's what business owners do. They're great at solving problems. So what you want to do is solve the problem once and then just make sure that that's continually solved using that particular process. Where an entrepreneur loses their energy or their juice is when they're constant. That feels like you're on a treadmill or a, you know, in a little rat race type thing, um, with one of those wheels that turn around, and you're just continually running and you're saving solving the same problems again and again and again, and then you get tired out. Whereas a business owner actually gets energy when they're solving problems but they feel like there's forward progression
0: great no i totally agree i feel like my problems now are bigger but i'm more apt at solving them versus what they were maybe a few years ago because i've learned how to solve small problems at that point so it's like the business gets bigger and the problems get bigger and you're just more capable of solving them
1: yes yeah that's right
0: yeah So, um, and then what's in store for next for you? Are you looking to sell this company or are you looking to scale it even higher or maybe start a new business?
1: Uh, At the moment, um, scaling through, we've um, started licensing out the material, as I mentioned to coaches and consultants, because I feel like that's where I can have the biggest impact. I can work with, you know, at the moment we've got about 60 consultants. Uh, I think we can more than double that in the year that's coming. Uh, and each consultant then works with 10 to 20 different businesses. So the the leverage on that is is quite huge. So that's a focal point for me at the moment. Um, at some point, you know, I'll need to get a, someone to come in who becomes the trainer, train the trainer type thing, because I'm at the moment doing that. But again, it's always the same. I do it first. I f- get the product to market fit. I figure it out uh, as the founder, the visionary, um, then we codify that and then we systemize it. Then it goes down to the next kind of team member. And then that frees me up to work on the next chunk. So at any one point in time, I'm usually working on a chunk of business and then figuring out the way that it should be done. You know, what I call the gold standard. And then we we capture the gold standard and then pass that down. So that's generally how I work. And my big chunk for next year Uh, really is to tighten up the certification program and think about how it works without me.
0: Right. And so you have a certification program for the systems business. So everybody has to go through the certification program to use it. Yes.
1: Yep. And um, that's the one uh, where we effectively license out our material to a coach. And then the coach goes to their clients and they say, hey, right. technology is awesome. You should be putting it in your business. Read the book. Oh, do you need a hand? Hey, that's what I do. I can help you. And then right. they work with the business owner. Right,
0: right. Okay. Gotcha. That's that's a good business model, right? You're just paying it forward uh, by, yeah. by licensing yeah. out the, the uh, uh I mean, the whole systems, I guess, processes. Um, and then the second to last question, and I'll get to the last one at the end, is what is your prediction for the industry? And I know that's a loaded question. That could be your specific industry, or it could be self-driving cars, terraforming yes. Mars, working with Elon Musk to, I don't yeah, know, get new robots out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think um, I'll speak maybe for for industry, I definitely feel like there's a rise in discussion around systems and processes. And I know it kind of feels that way when you're stuck in the bubble, you know, when you buy a a red sports car, you start to see that red sports car everywhere. Um, But I do start to see systems everywhere. And I'm seeing the discussion more and more of business owners recognizing that systems and processes and how-to documents are required to scale a business and for it to work without them. So I feel like that, that movement is happening. And I think once that happens, especially things like COVID have really accelerated that because a lot of businesses struggle with, you know, some of the best talent leaving or, you know, changing jobs. There's a lot of businesses that are struggling with um, finding great staff and keeping great staff. So systems becomes more and more important in that environment because, what happens if your best team member leaves you next week? Like, and they walk out the door and they say they can't work because they've got COVID or they've decided they're going to have a sea change or whatever it might be. If you don't have it codified what they're doing and documented, um, that knowledge walks out the door and then you're in a real dangerous position. So there's a lot more thought now around to planning of that. And I think that will only accelerate as... You know, new tools come out and um, software solutions, and it gets really embedded into the way that people do business.
0: Right. Yes, I know. When when I before I started my company, my digital marketing agent, even when I first started, but before I I worked at a couple of places, you know, a few organizations, and like none of them ever had anything systematized. They never had any processes, and it was kind of baffling to me because they were some of them were really large organizations and. Uh, and then when I started my agency, you know, in the beginning, it was just me, but then as as things grew and I had more people, like, I was like, well, I have to put together some systems and processes because like, first of all, I'm saying the exact same thing as, as you were, as you were talking earlier about that. And also like, yeah, like what if I need to train a new person? How do I do that? Instead of like me constantly taking time out of my schedule to be like, okay, new person, here's how we do X, Y, Z. It's like, it putting that all into some sort of process uh, like we have a whole uh a trello board that we use for our standard operating procedures now and so it's like everything is documented for every single client for every single <laughs> in the thing that we do yeah. so it's been um to, yeah it's been so helpful otherwise i would probably be you know just never getting myself out of the middle of the business so i can even speak for myself and having <laughs> gone yeah. through that process in the past yeah
1: yeah, it's it's a key part of business and hearing more and more people talk about it like yourself and that's enabled you to grow, helps business owners understand that uh, it's important. It's not going to happen without a decision from the business owner saying, yes, right. I want right. to do this, uh, but it can be easier than you think uh, with a lot of the technology now, sometimes It's just a quick little loom or you record a Zoom meeting and then you have another team member who watches that video and they pull out all of the key steps from that video and then that becomes your first checklist. Like, you don't have to systemize like McDonald's. You don't need to have every aspect of your business systemized down to minute detail. You just have to start somewhere. And you have to apply the 80-20 and get the handful of the most important systems documented and slowly improve that over time and build a systems culture. And like you mentioned, for onboarding and things like that, new team members come on board and you say, great, here are the 20 videos that I want to, you to watch in your first week, which will teach you the basics of this is how we do things here. Um, that is such an important component of growing a business.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this was a really good conversation. I love talking about this stuff about well, digital marketing, but then also just systems and processes. Um, I feel like that's really helped me scale my organization, and I think that's very yeah valuable for all, any business if you're beyond yeah just a few people in your organization. Even a few people, you know, it's good to systemize. Uh, but last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you?
1: Uh, Best way is probably, uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably an audio person, head over to Audible and get a copy of the Systemology book and there'll be all the links and everything in there or if it's over on Amazon, that's a great way to start Um, or systemology.com and then there's all the links through to the Twitter and YouTube and the other channels that we've got or you can reach out to us directly.
0: Great. Well, David, very good to connect. Thank you so much for your... Uh, words of wisdom and your thoughts on systemizing businesses. So really appreciate you being here.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you.